0: Podcast Help Desk number 59 for September 5th, 2015.
1: The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. The Podcast Help Desk is now part of the Modern Life Network. Check out more great shows over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com. Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check out more family-friendly shows at techpodcast.com. You can always find the full show notes for each episode at podcasthelpdesk.com. Now, on with the show.
0: And good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and welcome to the Podcast Help Desk, take five. (laughs) A rare uh, Saturday recording session. It's uh, Saturday afternoon already, and I, I finally got around to uh, actually putting this episode together and uh, recording it, so it <laughs> is what it is. We're back to the more or less weekly schedule. Uh, of course, usually I'm recording on Friday, but anyway. So i got a couple of news items. Uh, one, uh, Stephen Dubner of Freakonomics Radio, that's a very popular podcast, is coming out with a new podcast called Question of the Day, and normally this wouldn't make the news, except for I'm really a fan of Stephen and, and Freakonomics Radio, so him and that James Ulcher, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, from Cora, Quora, is, uh, are getting together, and they're doing this uh, short daily podcast, and I've listened to the first six or seven episodes, and it's very good. So... I would suggest that uh, if you're a fan of Stephen Dubner, Dubner and uh, Freakonomics, that you uh, check that out. And I'll have a link to the uh, International Business Times article. Uh, warning, though, they have auto-playing video ads up in the corner there, so if uh, if you're in a quiet office, you might uh, turn the speakers down before you get there. How annoying is that? But anyway, the article's good. Go check it out. Uh Another one, uh, Pocket Cast is now uh, supporting Android OneClick uh, you know, for uh, through that uh, subscribe on Android site. So now you can click the subscribe on Android and if you're a Pocket Cast user, uh, that's one of the choices to uh, subscribe to the podcast and as I've said 100 times before, uh, please enable subscribe on podcasts or subscribe on android.com. Please uh, get the button over there, or if you use PowerPress, it's baked right in. Go to the Services and Stats menu and enable that. And then your uh, Android visitors to your website can uh, subscribe as easily as iPhone visitors. Of course, there's, uh, I think, up to about 12 apps now that support that, and uh, more coming on uh, all the time. So go uh, check that out. And I'm going to dispense with the uh, segmentation uh, for this episode, so pretend that I played some music here. Okay, now that you've got that in your head, uh, i got a number one tip for today. A tip for uh, podcasters is don't rush. Uh, Fully listen to your podcast before you hit publish. Uh, If you notice the last episode I put out, uh, if you were were not the unlucky first thirty or forty downloads, uh, you, you will notice that it is named with the uh, the term repost after it. Uh, last week's episode uh, had a, a glitch in it, so here I was uh, listening through my podcast. I'm driving down the road, listening to my podcast, and I get a text. And I look at the text, and it's Steve over at uh, Modern Life Network. And he says, hey, there's a problem with your file at the 12-minute mark. And I was sitting there at about 11 and a half minutes into the podcast, so it sounded fine. Well, at 12 minutes, there was a segment from the last episode that got mixed in with the new episode. So, oops, my, my bad. But that's a, a, a reason that you uh, definitely want to listen all the way through before you post your podcast or at least listen to it soon so that you can fix it quick so you know then I had to go through and uh, re-upload the file you know re-edit it or recompose it no big deal to get that done and then you know make the uh, mp3 file and upload the mp3 file and make a new post so that uh, even those that got the first one will get the second one and hopefully realize that, uh, oh, yeah, there must be a mistake in that first one. And it all worked out all right. So another thing that uh, I discovered, well, last week, actually, uh, last Saturday, uh, Ask the Podcast Coach, which is a show I've been on a couple times and listen to when I'm around on Saturdays live. And they switched to a new platform. And this platform is extremely interesting. I don't know, you know how much I'll use it. I, I know I was on it quite a bit this week, but it's called blab.im. And that's the whole website, blab.im, and it's tied in with your Twitter account. So you have to log in using your Twitter account. And what it's like, it's like uh, Hangouts, uh, Hangouts on Air with, uh, you know, on uh, Google+. Plus. It's kind of like that, but you get this four-up Brady Bunch-style video with uh, up to four people. And what's really handy is you know whoever's running it can allow people in, and there's a chat room right on the sidebar, and it it's really well done. I mean, there's a lot of glitches and stuff in it. Still, it's a it's a beta product, but it's a really easy way to you know even record a podcast if you want to. Uh, you know, it's not as high tech as or it's high tech, but it's not as high quality as. You know, if you got all, you know, a camera and all that for video podcasting, it's, you know, it's low-res video. But the audio quality is awesome. And when you're done, if you've recorded it within the uh, web app, they email you a 320 kilohertz MP3 file, which is overkill, so you'll want to edit that down to a reasonable one. It's encoded with lame, so you might want to stay on the high side when you edit it down. So do 128 instead of 64. But, you know, it's a decent-sounding audio file, and they send you a a video file. So if you really wanted to do that, plus you can just embed it into your website. You can't embed it live yet. Uh, That may happen, but right now you you do it right at the blab.im site. But it's really cool, and I did a little experiment earlier this week where I uh, did my own little "ask Mike anything" sort of thing uh, about podcasting, and yeah, it was a reasonable success. But I didn't promote it s- super hard or anything, and probably had it at a bad t- excuse me bad time. But uh, I'm going to be doing more of those, so if you guys are interested, uh, you know, just keep uh, keep an eyeball on the. Uh, Twitter feed there, uh, either MG Dell or Podcast Help Desk, both of which uh, I will uh, put out uh, when I'm going to be doing the next one. It's a uh, blab I am, and don't be surprised if you get a, a little addicted to it. And break here for music that I'm not going to play this this week. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I had to say that at least once. I probably said that uh, coming up in in, the, in a clip that I'm going to play. But uh, anyway, the Blueberry Tip of the Week, and, and and as has been normal, it seems to be the season of announcements and new things over at Blueberry. Uh, this one's a massive update to the look and feel of the Blueberry.com website. And now the back end is all updated as of Friday. So go over there and check that out. So if, if you're a Blueberry customer or have a Blueberry account, even the back end where you log into your account and all that is all changed around. So everything's still there that was there. And it should be easier to find because it's not all in tabs and stuff. So it, uh, it's, it's very, very, very uh, big update compared to what it looked like uh, before. And, you know, there was nothing wrong with the way it looked like, you know, what it looked like before, but it had been that way for a few years, and we're trying to work some of the bugs out of it so that it's easier for people to find what they're looking for and a little more understandable. Uh, One of the big changes is instead of, when you sign in, instead of saying manage account, it says podcaster dashboard. And that's really what it looks like when you open it up. It's, it's you know, pretty much everything's on that page instead of, you know, going through menus and pull-downs and tabs and, and all that stuff. So it should be a little easier to work with. And so go check that out. And also our social media goddess, uh, Kathy, over at uh, Raw Voice Blueberry, posted an article that the whole team worked on. And it's basically about why you should use your own WordPress feed. As, as you guys know, there's been some people out there saying that you shouldn't use your WordPress feed. And, well, you know, that's the number one complaint on iTunes, uh, you know, for the podcasting support areas that the WordPress feeds are screwing up. That may be true to a certain extent, but it's mostly because of factors that could be Avoided should should I should say and, and I'll go through some of those and I have gone through some of those. It's you know don't don't be so darn fancy. I, I mean you know there's certain limitations, especially if you're on a a hosting site that has uh, not so good bandwidth or you know it's a shared hosting site and then you've got some bandwidth hogs on your share of the server and. You know, there's stuff that's beyond your control that that causes problems. But you know, there's fifty thousand plus users of PowerPress, and by you know by default using WordPress and using their WordPress feeds, and they don't. You know, we don't have nearly that many problems. So don't listen to to that, and go over and read the article. It's uh, over at powerpresspodcast.com. dot com. And, uh well, if you listen to this this week, it'll probably be the uh, top post. If not, scroll down a little bit. But it's uh, why you should use your own WordPress feed. And more music. Da No. Anyway, like I said, I, I don't feel like editing today, so I'm just going to press on. Actually, uh, I'm going to press on with a conversation I had with Ray Ortega from the Podcaster's Studio and uh, Podcaster's Roundtable. And what I'm doing here is I'm going to be doing a series of interviews. This is not a format change, but I am going to probably over the next several weeks have interviews with the movers and shakers in podcasting, or at least uh, from my sphere of it. And it's the other podcast gurus out there, and I I use that term tongue-in-cheek. But the other podcasters about podcasting and some other luminaries in the podcasting world have agreed to come on and talk. Uh, we're also going to have some interviews with other podcasting company representatives. I've uh, got uh, Rob Greenleaf from Spreaker and Rob Walsh from Libsyn. And I'm going get to get in there and uh, let them tell you about their product you know, we are a blueberry centric podcast here, but I, I want you to know about the other options out there. You know, equal opportunity. So uh look forward to that over the next several weeks. And uh first on the on the list and first in the hot seat is Ray Ortega. And Ray, welcome to the show.
1: Mike, thanks so much, man.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a last minute deal, but uh I'm kind of going through the, uh, podcast gurus and, uh, you're the first one on the hot seat.
1: Awesome. Well, you know me, I can do last minute. We can talk about this stuff for hours off the top of our head, right?
0: Yeah. Well, we've been chatting back and forth uh, in another, uh, venue there for <laughs> a couple hours already tonight.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes. That's why I started the round table so we could have them recorded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's great. Uh, well, I just want to, you know, let, let everybody uh, get to know you. You know, I, I mention you in my show periodically for one thing or another, usually good, mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just, you know, so how'd you get a start in podcasting?
1: Oh, man. Uh, back in 2005, I was an avid user of, well, I was a reportedly... I may have used Napster, oh, okay. <laughs> but there's no, there's no evidence that that's true. But anyways, when Napster started suing everybody, grandmas and little kids, I said, well, I guess it's time to find out <clears throat> where else I can get my music. And I went to iTunes and, and guess what I found there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I found
1: podcasts, right? I didn't find music because they've never, it's always been a pain to get music on iTunes, but I did find podcasts and I checked it out what i heard was quite horrible <laughs> it was really bad but it was 2005 and that was not that was not the point the point was holy cow two random people i've never met who clearly don't have a production team have a show that i can listen to from anywhere in the world so i decided that was for me uh, i've always been interested in sort of content production but you know video editing audio editing putting stuff out there. has always been something I've done as a, as a kid and uh, a hobby of mine. So I said, I have to learn how to do this. So I learned how to do it. And I, you know, the best way to do that is really kind of just start a show uh, and you'll have to learn everything it takes to put together a podcast. And back in, you know, back then it was, by that point it's 2006 and, you know, not necessarily a ton of information to, out there to learn how to do it. But, you know, there was some already amazing content out there. Dave Jackson being the one that sticks out the most to me uh, when we talk about how to podcast and I was listening to Dave, uh, through some of those years while I was already producing a video show, I started with video and that was how I taught myself to podcast. And then Dave had the audio show and I decided I wanted to get an audio too, once I learned enough. And that's kind of how I got in, why I got in. And then it kind of took on a life of its own.
0: Right. Uh, now is this right? I, I heard this, uh, Somewhere that your Uh-oh. your first show was about
1: uh, produce and vegetables and stuff. It is it, my first show was about produce, and my second show is about producing. So, <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't stray too far from from the keyword. But yes, I uh, I worked in produce departments all through high school and college. And when I decided that I wanted to learn how to podcast, I wanted to figure out how the heck this medium was constructed how you built a podcast and put it out there and got an audience. You know, you have to have something in the podcast about. And I heard someone, I think a writer said, "Podcast or write about what you know about." So I applied that to podcasting and I said, "Well, you know what? After some, you know, long hours thinking, what the heck do I know about?" And I realized I answer questions every day at work. How do I pick out a perfectly ripe avocado? How do I know when a watermelon is ready to eat? You know, how do I know all of these little hundreds of Maybe thousands of tips you have to know if you work in a produce department, or you should know, and you answer these questions every day. So I said, "That's what the show will be about." I'll do one of those tips as an episode, and it was a video show because it really helped to see it as well as have me explain it. And yeah, that's why I first did a show about produce because that's what I was doing at the time.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, you know, perfectly good. I, I always tell people, you know, when they ask, you know, what's a podcast and you know what what kind of things can I hear on there, I always say you name it, there's going to be a podcast about it. And if there isn't, then you got one to start.
1: (laughs) These days, uh, pretty much I think almost every niche is covered. But, you know, there's still opportunity to create plenty of things that aren't covered. But usually you can find an overarching category that you're interested in. And then in a lot of cases, you can drill down pretty far into that. I think I saw a stat yesterday uh, that someone had been looking at how many podcasts were in iTunes in the U.S. store, and then how many of those were actually active. And I believe it was like 275,000, but I think 206 of them were actually active. So that's a pretty big pool of content. Oh, definitely. Uh, I I started out, I I think I was probably
0: in the first 200 (laughs) that were listed on iPod, or this was before yeah, it's iTunes, awesome. and you know, it, I've changed that one that show around so much, and you know, and I, I've never really stuck to anything for any length of time. So I'm, you know, I, I'm not a, a good case study on how to do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you know, that's the key is try it. Right? It doesn't yeah. mean you're committed to it for a year or even a week. Uh, and if it if it turns out to be something you don't want to do, guess what? You just don't do it anymore, right? I mean, it helps if you do find an audience to to walk them through the process and say, thank you, but this is, I'm going to move on, do this other thing, and maybe you'll follow me. But, you know, if you're worried about that kind of stuff going in, you won't ever start. And and really, as you know, the key is to just get started.
0: Right. And, you know, once you get started, it becomes a habit and and to some of us an addiction. <laughs> you know it's like with, like podcasts about podcasting there is a bunch of them out there and there's a bunch of them uh, new you know that i've never even heard of but oh, yeah. you know don't feel don't feel bad about jumping in to no, a no, niche no. that already has a bunch of podcasts cuz your spin is different you know ray's show is very different from my show and dave's show and uh, and daniel and and Todd and Rob and you know all those guys uh, have different shows and Elsie now has uh, she podcasts and yep and you know th- so there's room for every little variation of a niche and you know when you listen to to us I sh- you know I, I'm I'm the big quotes in the air us is you know the podcast about podcasting you know not everybody agrees about everything. And that's fine. There's no real wrong way to do it. I mean, there's some wrong ways, but you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, one of the keys to that is that, you know, even if you see a lot of people, just like you said, we all bring something different. And me as a listener, I have room for more of the same type of content, the same niche that I already enjoy, right? So if a new podcast about podcasting came out, while I was learning about podcasting, I'm going to listen to it if it's good. So if it's good, you will carve out a spot. And, you know, like I said, Dave was already here. There was a, already a couple established podcasts about podcasting when I entered this space. Not a lot, but there were some. And, you know, I have, I'm right alongside, you know, Dave and I, we co-host a show together now. I mean, Dave is on the, the round table, almost every round table, And, you know, that's incredible. I mean, so... There's space. You can join the community. The community is friendly as a whole, right? I mean, yeah, not everywhere, but in the most part, and you'll benefit from working together. So having other podcasts in the topic that you want to cover, I think is actually an advantage as opposed to the other way around.
0: Yeah, that happened, you know, when podcasting first started, I would say probably 50% of them were tech-related podcasts that was due to, you know, people that got into early podcast listening, listening tended to be more geeky, and now it's becoming more mainstream, so there, that even widens the audience even more for even, you know, non-technical uh, listeners and non-technical podcasters, so that keeps us busy in the uh, podcast uh, consulting area, you know, because you get these people that want a podcast. And they're not really techie. and and luckily it's getting easier.
1: Definitely, it's definitely getting easier.
0: So uh, you do a couple of shows uh, on the personal side, I, and and I don't know if many people know this. You also make your living podcasting.
1: I do, and a little differently than I think. So I think several of us make our living podcasting. Uh, like you, I'm employed uh, by a. Well, my, you're employed by a podcast company. Correct. Right. And so I work for an organization that has, we now have a podcast network. And so my full time job is producing. Uh, that network. There are two of us. We run a network. I just added the ninth show today.
0: And congratulations! Literally,
1: just before we got on the on the microphone, which was why I'm sitting here sipping a margarita. I'm having a mini celebration because anyone knows when you submit a podcast to iTunes, you've gone through a lot of work up front. If it's any good, you've probably gone through a lot of work, right? Oh yeah. So I work, you know, nine to five uh, on that network of shows and it's great. I mean, it really is a dream job for me. I was able to turn that hobby that I went now and and learned how to do. And I turned that into a full-time career and I've been doing that for about seven years. So I also still podcast on my own and, and that is separate. That is really still kind of a hobby thing uh, that I do. But yeah, I mean, even that, you know, there is a little money that comes from that. But so, yeah, when people they hear I make a living from podcasting. They think it's consulting or products or something the, the more traditional way that someone may make money from podcasting, but I actually monetize the skill that I taught myself. And I actually love to tell people that message because I'm not sure everyone realizes all the valuable skills they're teaching themselves when they become a podcaster. And you're kind of putting yourself through an informal new media school. And at the end of it, you don't come out with a a certificate, but like an artist, you have a portfolio that shows I can do this thing. I built it. I can produce content. It's good content. It provides value. I can promote it. And I grew an audience and, you know, you can culture that audience and all these things you do, social, social media, everything that it takes soup to nuts to do a podcast and be successful at it. You've kind of taught yourself that. And as we get further down the road here, after 10 years, more organizations are realizing, hey, we want to do that too. And I always say, who are they going to turn to? They're going to turn to people who who have the knowledge, and that's podcasters. So I hope my job title becomes a regular job title. I think it will. So professional podcast producer, I'm looking forward to seeing more of <laughs> more of, of my job title in the workplace. So I like to tell people that because I certainly did not, I was not out there looking for that at all uh, it happened uh, serendipitously, sort of, sort of speak. And so I am, um, yeah, I've been living the dream for seven years.
0: That's excellent. And yeah, the same sort of story I, I've got. So you know, it, it it happens more than than one would think. Uh, you know, I'm not a podcast professional podcast producer, but I make my living directly, at least partially, directly from podcasting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's amazing. And we're seeing more and more of that. And, and, you know, I think that, I think the real, the message there is that there are so many different ways to do that these days in podcasting.
0: Yeah. It's not just advertising.
1: uh, Right. Which is what everyone thinks, right? Everyone thinks, oh, I got to get a sponsor. But, you know, I would say that was, that falls pretty far down the line for me in terms of way to monetize a podcast.
0: Yeah. And that's the way it is with most podcasters. I mean, almost all podcasters uh, that that make money, at least you know decent money, are doing something other than talking into the microphone to earn their money.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, and and that's one of the things you know you get uh, some of these uh, courses out there. You know, we were talking about that earlier. Let's we'll not get into that too deep, but uh, <laughs> suffice it to say, there's podcasting courses out there and they promise you, you know, you're going to make a gazillion dollars, uh, you know, from your podcast and,
1: you know, that can happen, but it's not normal. Yeah. And I don't even know if, if, if it's so much as they promise it so much as that they may be doing really well in the space and other people, they sort of s- sort of lead you down the path if it's not in yeah, they, your they, face. But they may it gives not you the, say it right out. Yeah, but, it gives uh, you the perception that you can do exactly what they're doing. And that's not the case. I mean, you know, usually they're successful because they did something different or new or unique. And, you know, you can copy that if you want, but that's probably not the key to being successful.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, you know so. there's, there's people out there that, that are very successful, but then there'll be 20 shows that come up that are you know s- supposedly just like it and they flame out that you know I've seen that time and time again you know somebody will come up and you know copy a successful podcaster's format and yet that's not what they would naturally do so they lose interest
1: in it because it doesn't
0: yeah. doesn't become successful instantly it it takes time
1: yeah and that's one of the beauties of podcasting in my opinion is that it weeds out the bad motivations to get into a podcast, right? If you got into it to make money or you got in it to be a celebrity of some type, you know, people find out to do it well. It's a lot of work. (laughs) It's just, it's just a lot of work. And, you know, if you got into it for the wrong reason, if you didn't get into it because you love that thing you're talking about, or just because you wanted to build a community and share that thing you love so much, then, you know, 20 episodes, heck, we hear the famous seven, but imagine 20 or 50 or 200 episodes. That is such an incredible amount of work to get to that, that it really does, you know, it sort of takes out the trash. <laughs> it yeah, means, yeah. It's 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 sort of an evolution type thing, right? Survival of the, uh of the I don't know. It's terrible. I've never said that before, but uh, you get my point. You, you have to care about the actual content or it's probably not going to work out.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you get, and another thing I've seen a lot of podcasters they'll get into a particular niche because they know it's profitable, sure, rather than something that they know about or are passionate about, you know, like with you and and the rest of the uh, the podcasts about podcasting for the most part that's you know they eat sleep and breathe the stuff, and uh you know I,
1: yeah well one hundred percent i mean that's why that's why I do a show about podcasting because. As I mentioned, I, I taught myself how to podcast and I was doing that through a show about produce. Clearly not my passion. I loved helping people learn those things that they couldn't have they didn't have the answers to themselves. Uh but you know, produce, fruits and vegetables, that wasn't my my passion. But the what happened was that my passion was learning the tech and producing a podcast. That's what drove me to produce that show, is to learn it. And eventually I found out that I just insanely loved podcast production and producing a show and growing a show and all that stuff and that became my you know my hardcore passion. And that is why I built a show about how to do it because it's like okay, this is the thing I love to talk about and I found myself talking about it more and more and more so I had something to share.
0: Yeah, and that uh, that's you know how I got into it. it. It you know I I had a general show, you know, that that never works, but Uh, You know, I've been doing it. I just put out the two hundred and twenty first episode of it (laughs) while I was while I was waiting for for you to come online. And, you know, it's not a big show, but that's where I learned. And I've just sort of kept it up because I, you know, it's where I learned. And that's just, you know, something that I like to do, you know, so that that particular show, I flip the mic on and talk about whatever I want to. You know, nice. if I want to throw some music in there, I do, you know, and it's, you know, not very many people listen to it and that's fine. But then I do this show, uh, Podcast Help Desk, and, you know, I, I am passionate about this kind of stuff and I too like to help people. And I do that for the day job and and I do it as a hobby. So, you know, it's, it's, nice. it's one of well, those you, things.
1: You can have my tagline for my show then. It's perfect. It's your uh, daytime job and nighttime hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But uh, anyway, tell uh, tell my listeners uh, about your shows. Uh, I think I already have uh, at least once or twice, but uh, you know, give give it your spin.
1: Yeah, I mean, you were you were telling me. I think we were off mic and and kind of explaining your perception of my show. And you were you were saying, which I love to hear because it's great to hear. How do your listeners? What are they? What do they think of your show? Let them explain it. I love that. And you you said that you know I like to that I give the information and in sort of. I don't remember how you put it but basically the bottom line was you to the point and you kind of give it and and move on right and exactly. and for me I do a show called The Podcaster's Studio and that is a how to podcast podcast that's what it is it's, it's simply everything it takes to produce a podcast um that's what I cover on that show and you know, my goal, and this comes back to my grocery days, I used to have, when I was a checker, right, the checkout person, people would come to my line and they would tell me specifically, Ray, I come to your line because you, you're you nice, but you get me through here and out of here without a bunch of chatting and delaying. You just get me in and, and back to home. And that's what they liked. And so I've kind of carried that over to, I, I kind of carried that over to everything I've done and certainly my podcast. So with the Podcaster Studio, I want to give you some information. You know, I get a little personal, throw in a couple things once in a while. You know, that's great. You can do that on a podcast. But really, I want you to get something you can use and then move on so you can actually go employ that in your own show. You don't have time to sit around and and listen so much as uh, as you do if if you're not a content producer. If you're a content producer, you're, you're you're busy producing content. So here's a good tip. Take this back to your show and use it. And That's mainly what the Podcaster Studio is. And then my other show, Podcasters Roundtable, which is uh, co-hosted by Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting and Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. And with that show, my real goal is to get, well, you know, you set this big overarching goal that that you won't actually meet, and that is to get every podcaster on the show. Okay, so we're not going to do that, but it's good to have those sort of high-reaching goals. You'd have to be a daily show for that. Yeah, exactly. So- you know, the key is that you, me, Daniel, Dave, Cliff, a lot of we have shows about podcasting, but everybody, almost everybody, going back to what I said about all the work and putting yourself through new media school, everybody has an incredible wealth of knowledge and experience who's been doing this for a little while. But most of those people do not have a how to podcast show. They do, they're not sharing that experience. They don't have. The opportunity to. So, with the roundtable, I'm able to bring on new, I call them roundtablers, new people every time you were on the very first roundtable. So, you have that, that nice distinguishing thing you can never take away from you, Mike. Yeah, that, I was <laughs> very proud of that. That was awesome. I still, I went back and saw that the other day. So, anyways, bring on new, round, new podcasters every time and have them share what they've learned, what they're dealing with. This is not a how-to show. It tries not to be a how-to show. I want to have uh, discussions about the things that podcast producers face on a daily basis, producing their show. And I want you to learn from people outside the podcast about podcasting space. And, you know, that was it. It was really built because, you know, I could have a conversation with you on Skype you know, maybe we're going to answer, maybe I have one question you're going to help me out with about blueberry or something. And then an hour later we're still talking. And then I'm wondering to myself, why are we not recording this? Because it's amazing. (laughs) And then Google plus said, Hey, we're going to come out with this awesome live streaming platform that lets you easily bring in a bunch of people and live stream it and go to YouTube. And I said, you know what? I have a show for that. This is the show I, that the thing that I do when I get on Skype and I talk to my podcasting buddies and I want to record it, we're going to do that on this platform. And it's been a blast. It's my first show that I've done with co-hosts. Uh, it's live streamed every time just based on the the way that Google Plus Hangouts on Air works. And, you know, Hangouts are, is a really cool or Hangouts on Air is a really cool thing that a podcaster can suddenly get their sort of dip their toe into a lot of things at once. Immediately you are, you're doing a show, uh, probably with multiple people, you are live streaming and you are on YouTube. I mean, it, it really is a kind of this thing. A lot of people say, Oh, I want to do live streaming. I want to do video. I want to do YouTube. Well, you can do it all with that one platform. And I've really enjoyed it. I've been surprised by the response. Cause again, I just wanted to chat with my friends, but what I'm finding out is that it's brought together a community and that's, what's really cool. Those people are meeting each other and doing incredible stuff. Uh, and the, you know, the show is really kind of just like a, you know, like a meetup group where we hang out every two weeks. So.
0: Yeah. And, uh, i watch it uh, when I can live and I, I do catch the uh, audio version of it when it comes out
1: and I, I definitely recommend it. Thanks. And that's the key. It's, it's not a video podcast. So it's, it's live streamed. That's video you can watch. It's archived on YouTube and and your audience knows that YouTube is not a podcast, but I do make an audio only version of it. And then that goes into a podcast feed.
0: Yeah. And, uh, what is that about every, uh, every other week, uh, a kind of a loose schedule?
1: Yeah, it's bi-monthly. It's once every two weeks. And my goal has always been to not have a uh to have a different day and time almost every time, and I know that doesn't usually this is a great example of this is not the advice i normally would give, but you know sometimes breaking the rules is the right way to go, so the rule is consistent, same schedule right that 's the best way to build an audience but with the round table and with me bringing on new people all the time. And podcasting being global. I have people in Japan. I mean, it's so great. We have people who stay up in the middle of the night to be on the round table all the time. And I want to, in order for me to meet that goal of getting as many podcasters as possible, I need to shift those times. And what's great about that is not everyone can watch at the same time. So when I shift the date and the time, different people get to participate. And that's fantastic. And if you can make the live stream, that's awesome. But that's why we have the audio podcast and the archive uh, video on YouTube, or you can get all at podcastersroundtable.com. But, you know, it, this is time-shifted stuff. You can always get it. You know, being able to participate live is is extra cool. But if I move that around, more people can participate. And that's, again, that is the goal.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's, you know, you, you don't always have to be consistent. You know, I'm, I'm probably... Uh,
1: I try to be consistent and fail at it. So you know, oh, yeah. it's I mean, anyone goes. listens to the podcaster studio knows that it shows up whenever it shows up.
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I am to- a
1: do as I say, not as I do a uh, podcaster because again, those are hobby outlets for me. And do I wish I could be more consistent for the audience? Yes. But the audience I've built, you know, they, they know it. They know that it comes out when it can, and that's how it works. And, you know, they get it. And I, you know, to be honest with you, I've always been sort of weirded out by the fact that someone would unsubscribe to a show when it doesn't meet a regular schedule. It doesn't make any sense to me because it, you, it's in your, it's in your podcatcher, right? It's in your app or whatever. And it just shows up. If it's there, it's there. You have plenty to listen to. And if you love the content, not sure why you would leave, but yeah, that's always a fun topic.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks for, uh, the short notice, uh, interview here. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. <laughs> like I said, you know, like, sorry, obviously dude. I can
1: talk endless.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we could, you know, we could keep this going for two hours, but uh, I told yeah. you I'd try to keep it under 30 minutes for you. So <laughs> yeah, no problem.
1: <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, we'll, uh, definitely, uh, have to uh, tune into the round table when we see the notice of it and, uh, and of course i listen to podcaster's studio and what i was saying uh, about that is, is you, you and daniel lewis have a have something in common with those uh, those two shows mm-hmm. is both of you will get to the point and by the time you're done you know i've got a half a page of notes I, those I you see. you and daniel are the two
1: that i can't listen to unless i'm sitting down with a <laughs> pad and paper cause and that may that may that may stem from my own That only stemmed from my own experience. Always wanted to give people something. Yeah, literally that they could write down and take back to the show because I can't tell you how many nights I went to bed with one earbud in and a notepad by my bed. I mean, just just terrible. It sounds so geeky, but I would do that. I would listen to the podcast, take notes until I fell asleep. So I totally get that. That's funny. It's, here, it's, it's funny to hear you say that because I, that is an experience that I used to have all the time, so it's kind of fun to hear someone else have that with my own show.
0: Yeah, there, there's not tons of, of podcasts that I listen to that are that way, but uh, like I said, you and Daniel both, nice. is, uh, I got to take notes. So Yeah. Yep. All right, Ray, we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the interwebs. Thanks, Thanks for Mike. being here. Thank you. And that was a lot of fun talking with ray there again uh go over to check check him out at the com and at podcastroundtable.com and i'll have links in the show notes in case i got the uh, plurals wrong or something <laughs> or the the or now no the i don't i don't remember off the top of my head but anyway that was a lot of fun i i uh no Ray uh, for a few years, known him a few years, and uh, just met him in April in Vegas face to face the first time. But uh, it was kind of like meeting an old friend. So I guess we're going to call this a podcast. Notice I didn't say anyway. And you can uh, support the podcast by going over to podcasthelpdesk.com and i'm going there right now so that i can uh, see what's there currently of course i've got stuff uh, scattered about uh we've got a, a special deal at dreamhost there's a big banner over there in the left or the right uh sidebar uh that will uh get you a deal for wordpress hosting over there if you so desire and of course the uh, obligatory blueberry free 30 day offer Use the promo code HELPDESK at Blueberry for any of the services and, inc- and to include the uh, new PowerPress Sites service that's coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, had a, a few things to work out before uh, that goes live, but uh, it will go live. Uh, also got a deal over at Bluehost if you don't want to do Dreamhost. Uh, Bluehost is another uh, web hosting company. And there's a banner over there for that. Uh, There used to be a banner for Amazon, but it's currently not working. But I'll get that fixed. So if you're going to shop at Amazon and want to throw me a bone, click through that uh, banner on the right sidebar of PodcastHelpDesk.com. And, of course, go over and visit the uh, Modern Life Podcast Network. Uh, there's a lot of deals over there you can get on the sponsor page and go check that out and don't forget the uh, international podcast day is coming up on September 30th I'm going to be involved somehow i'm I'm not really sure of the logistics yet but I do believe there's going to be a live stream uh, originating around the world and so uh, I'll probably be involved in that at some point during that day. I believe it's a Wednesday. So uh, internationalpodcastday.com if you're uh, interested in the, the goings-on, and uh, that site's going to evolve quickly over the, the next while. Uh, there is a new award that uh, Daniel J. Lewis uh, from the Audacity to Podcast is heading up for his uh, podcast review uh, service, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but I will put it in the show notes what that's called, uh, but it's a contest, kind of. Uh, there's a, a podcaster you know, or maybe me, that has, you know, their podcast has changed your life in some way positive, or maybe even some way negative, but hopefully positive, uh, go write a review at iTunes or Stitcher or both. And if you write that review over there, the podcaster in question, if they're signed up for the new award, new awards called the uh, International Podcast Day. Oh, geez. I knew I was going to screw that up. Let me, uh, I think it was an appreciation award or, eh, no, it's not that. Anyway. There we go. We're going to go to the site. And see, I'm not editing today, so you're going to get that. Yeah, nominations are open for the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award. And I'll read it right off the site here. International Podcast Day will be honoring a podcast this year with the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award, which is a podcast with the highest engagement and gratitude from its audience. This is not a popularity contest, as our algorithm will give equal opportunity to podcasts with small audiences as podcasts with large audiences. Even if you didn't win the award, you win the written gratitude of your audience. Nominate your podcast today, and it's sponsored by My Podcast Reviews. That's Daniel's service that uh, sends podcast reviews to your inbox uh, from iTunes and Stitcher. So uh, if you want to see, see me win, uh, go over there and go to, uh, go to iTunes uh, or go to Stitcher or both and uh, write a review and uh, tell, tell me uh, in the review how what I do here has changed your life in some way, hopefully uh, positively. So with that, I'm done. Catch you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. Or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.